0: Hey, what's up, listener? Thank you for pressing play this week on the Jockinerd Nerd Podcast. Marvel Studios president Kevin Feige gets a huge promotion. The Venom sequel adds a second villain. And Matt Reeves' Batman movie finds its Catwoman. Geek mooner! Plus a special report from the floor of Ace Comic Con in Chicago featuring an interview with one of the most famous internet fan artists working today, boss logic and a whole bunch more all in this edition of the jock and nerd weekly for wednesday october 16th 2019 this is jason hawes and you're listening to the jock and
1: nerd podcast i've seen a lot of things in my life but nothing freaks me out like antique porcelain dolls no even worse puppets puppets come into life but that's
2: impossible right right guys my spider shits are tingling Check
3: one. All
4: right, this is for all you fans out there. Let's
2: give it up. We're it, we're nerding, it. we're funny, disturbing. We're jocking, we're nerding, it. we're spoiler alert. We're oh, yeah. it. we're nerding, we're funny, disturbing. We're it. we're nerding, we're spoiler alert.
0: Hello, listener. What's up? Thanks for joining us. Welcome to the Jock and Nerd Podcast, where we give you comic book and superhero TV and movie news, reviews, and whatever we choose. Boing. Jock and Nerd. Oh, you got it early on that one. <laughs> that, it's, my name is Imran. I forgot where my line is.
4: My name's Anthony.
0: He's the jock.
4: He's the nerd. Goddamn
0: human soundboard throws me off every time. Boing. Boing. Also joining us is... Uh, uh, a filthy, felty that's in the far corner over there. Uh, his name is Rug Boy. What's up, Rugs? Can you hear me? Oh, Rugs, you're a little far. Can you get closer to the microphone? Near? Hi. far. Hello, Rugs. How you feeling? Hi. How you feeling this I'm a week? little bit raspy. Oh, boy. Been smoking those uh, uh
2: cigarettes there? Cigarettes? Like... I can't really afford tobacco, so like I just take newspaper <laughs> and leaves. Take He's just uh,
0: smoking the New York Times. Uh, Anthony, how you doing? I never ask you how you doing because I'm an asshole. How are you?
4: I'm, I'm all right. That's doing good. Good. That's yeah. good.
0: Enjoying the fall weather.
4: Yeah, not, you know whatever. Fall's okay. I just I know that it leads into fucking winter, and winter's. Eleven months out of the year in Chicago, so that's sort of depressing. Game of Thrones
0: is over, but winter is still coming.
4: Yeah, god yeah. damn it! And then all like the you know I used to love the holidays, but now as you get older, you realize that the holidays you just got to fucking fork over more money. It's just depressing time
2: in the year. Now you have to buy presents. Yeah, it really sucks. You don't just sit there and get red. Yeah. You gotta buy them. Sucks. We haven't had Halloween or
0: Thanksgiving, and already all the Christmas shit is out everywhere. What the fuck is going on? This is uh, stay on schedule, retailers. I don't like it. I do love Halloween. Halloween's one of my favorites.
4: Halloween is just fun. for adults dressing in <laughs> costumes, specifically women.
5: Yeah. yeah. <laughs> all
0: right, let's get to the news. You bastards. The Jock, the Jock, Jock. and Nerd yeah. Podcast. I guess we got to send an edible arrangement to Kevin Feige to congratulate him, everybody, because he is adding a title. Kind of got a promotion. Kevin Feige has now, in addition to being president of Marvel Studios, he is now been named chief creative officer. Oh, shit. Uh, Of everything, Marvel Marvel Entertainment, Entertainment, Marvel Entertainment, the deal is now he will uh, he will be responsible for the overall creative direction of Marvel storytelling across mediums, all mediums, including publishing, film, TV and animation, Uh, Marvel Television and Marvel Family Entertainment that does the animation will be moving under the Marvel Studios. Banner. He still has to report to Walt Disney Studios co-chairman and chief creative officer Alan Horn and co Hill and Alan Bergman. Uh wow. What what does this so mean?
4: He, well he runs I read the article. He runs all the the media and then but uh Pearl Mutter still runs like the comic books and the toys and all that and stuff. And I
0: think this of. is more them trying to phase Pearl Mutter out right. of stuff. Uh so but now Pearl Mutter will report to Does he report to Kevin Feige?
4: No, no. They're they're both kind of like an equal footing a little bit for Marvel Entertainment. Alan Horn, who used to report directly to Perlmutter, um, now reports to both.
0: There's also a dude named Dan Buckley who will remain president of Marvel Entertainment. Dan Buckley answers to both Perlmutter and Kevin Feige.
4: Maybe Alan Horn is not the name.
0: Uh, and, uh Alan Horn is the co chairman. He's the guy yeah, above Fiji. Anyways, a yep, 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 lot of restructuring over at uh Marvel Entertainment. Uh Ruggs, is this uh, uh is this a promotion for Feige? Is this too much on his plate? What do you think of this?
2: They just want him to like have everything like, uh ha- I can't even say what I want to say. <laughs> like they want everything to be under the Kevin Feige Feige umbrella. They they kind of like want him to be in charge of anything creative and he's basically emperor palpatine right now all right he's uh <laughs> he's he seems to be all good but this shit is like he's winning the game of thrones right now oh, he's man. fucking yeah. he's really like got it all he's like uh the one king to rule them all right now.
5: i mean this
4: speaking of emperor palpatine yeah. though, it feels like sorry i'm run um they almost gave him this as as like uh don't go across the street to Star Wars, please. Well, it, just, just run. You know what? You can run everything in Marvel. He's, like, well, he's going to get there. that shit, too. He probably will. He's
2: going to get that shit, too. So he is like the equal to Kathleen
0: Kennedy over at Lucasfilm, where she oversees all the Star Wars shit. He is now. And so I don't know what this means for the Star Wars deal. I don't know what this means for Jeff Loeb's job, who was running Marvel TV. But look, this guy clearly deserves it. He Look at the past decade. Of what he's done, he's generated over $26 billion uh, with the movies for uh, Marvel. He produced $3 billion movies just this year. Oh, shit. Uh, So I think this means things are going to be even more connected and more uh, seamlessly going through different uh, uh, mediums from TV shows to movies. Does it mean he has to pull over the comic books too? Will they try to tie in the comics and add some actual uh storytelling that means something in the m c u through tie in comics?
2: It's possible I think it'll be retroactive like the comics will probably ape the movies if the movies are successful
0: right I mean they do you know they do these tie in comics for the movies, but it's never anything. Really substantial, but will it be that you have to read, watch this movie, watch the show on Disney Plus, read this comic book, go back to the TV show to get the full story? I don't
2: think they care about the comics. That that would be crazy. I think the comics is just like a, a testing ground.
0: Um, uh, You know, what's interesting is wh- uh, what this means for Marvel TV. We talked about how the rumor was like all of Marvel TV was going under to the MCU they have casted this Hellstrom series while pulling the plug on the Ghost Rider series. Uh, you know, Agents of Shield is done, and Cloak and Dagger Runaways uh, still going strong. I think they
4: yeah. F- there was yeah, Go ahead.
0: No, I just think they found that a good niche is to make yeah. these age specific shows. Uh, Cloak and Dagger Runaways a hit with like the teenage crowd.
2: And yeah, but Ghost Rider's too expensive. Ghost
0: Rider's expensive, but the Hellstrom is they're trying to start their horror genre, and I think they could uh you know expand that on Hulu. And also yeah, I cheaper. think they're going to focus on animation. Remember, they announced those four shows for Hulu with Howard the Duck, and then there was gonna be the offenders. Uh, Do you think
4: those are gonna happen still?
0: Oh, well, I think so. I think him getting control over all of Marvel and Marvel TV and animation, I think they're gonna focus on making these kind of uh kind of dark adult more adult uh, animations for Hulu. Hmm. Uh, but uh, it, what's great is unlike Perlmutter, Kevin All Fe- right, Ike Perlmutter, very cheap, notoriously frugal, and and signing off on subpar content, Kevin Fiji will pay what needs to be paid, spend what needs to be spent to make something quality and only be behind it if it's good. So I can't wait to see what the Disney Plus TV shows look like. Uh, now and how it's different from the Marvel TV that we have. Uh, what else do you think about? Does this impact anything in in the future coming up? Is this too much for him? Is he getting spread too thin? Can he handle this?
4: Ah, oh, man, I don't know. I mean, it's, it seems like a it seems like a lot. It seems like there's probably going to never be enough time in the day for this man. I don't know when he's going to sleep. Um, but I mean, he's got a a track record of success, so I, I don't see. It, you know, there's two thoughts here. There's why mess with a good thing, but then there's also, well, if he can pull all this off, let's, you know, let's just give him the free reign. So I don't, I don't really know. We'll have to just see how it plays out.
2: Well, I think he's already been doing it for ten years. Yeah, yeah. Um, adding the TV branch is like maybe doubling the amount of stuff that he's got to do. Uh, but the the risks are not as much as the movies because they don't cost as much i guess well the tv shows though he's planning they're spending lots of money on these Still tv shows. drop in the bucket and there's no advertising that has to be done and campaigning and all that other
0: i mean you do have too. a point like the budget for all those tv shows is equal to like, like one movie
2: think about this you got to get people to leave their house yeah. and go to the theater yeah this shit's coming out on the app like people who are already gonna buy in on this app so money's already going to be rolling in, whether the shit is good or bad. Like people are going to pay. We already up. paid for it. We, yeah, yeah, we paid along <laughs> with a lot of people. So like you're thinking about, there's probably millions of people that, when they know that the shit's coming out, they're gonna they're gonna start plunking down money for it. So they're already seeing money coming in. They don't have to advertise it on the level that they do with the movies. You're talking about each movie, they're spending a hundred million dollars on marketing. Yeah.
0: I mean, I no. think the uh, you know this next phase, this next ten years is going to be very exciting. Uh, using these different storytelling mediums with the t- with the app and the TV shows, uh, uh, and you know we're we're still waiting on word of X Men and Fantastic Four. You know he negotiated the Spider Man deal, smoothed that out. He, the guy is just hitting on all cylinders. Is he? Rugs to your Palpatine comment? Is he on his way to becoming the most powerful dude in Hollywood if
2: he isn't already? Like, he could gun for even Bob Iger's job at Disney. This keeps he going. Could. He totally could. Um, I don't know if he's interested in all that stuff. I think that he's interested in Star Wars. He's interested in Marvel. I don't know if he has interest in doing, uh like, Indiana Jones. I don't think he's interested in some of the other properties, like Pixar. I don't think he's really interested in that stuff. So um maybe he might be interested in taking some of Pixar's people and have them work on Marvel movies. Yeah um uh, that could happen but um i think that if he, he he'll go for the star wars and marvel he'll try and get those two major uh things ip and then uh maybe he'll just rename the company Fi. yeah <laughs> the fahi universe disney is now fahi just land
0: land he just puts <laughs> mickey mouse ears on himself that's the logo no one knows how to pronounce it <laughs> but we're going there it's a mystery uh, listener, how do you pronounce Kevin Feige's name? Let us know. Join our Facebook group. It's called Jack and Their Nation, exclusive close group just for our listeners. Roggs, you had some more friends join. What are their
2: names? Will you read them out for us? Well, oh, I gotta read them? Yes, they're, they're because uh, okay, they're sure. your bu- they're your buddies. And would like to welcome to the nation, Hauser Knockers. Oh, they're pretty good. Oh, I mean, hi. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> Oliver Holespoke. Oh, uh, hi, Oliver. <laughs> and I don't know where this person's from but it might maybe it's somewhere in the deep in deep Asia uh Aman the Rag Aman <laughs> it's definitely an Arab, Arab name yeah yes. Aman the Rag yes. maybe Turkey I don't know yes, yeah uh, maybe <laughs> he doesn't like Trump either <laughs> um and uh we have a woman uh a Tulip Stablomy <laughs> And uh welcome Tulip. Welcome DeGru- Tulip. We're glad to have you. Lovely Dan. And this guy, uh, he's known to be very violent. Yeah. Uh, Dick Smaxia. Does <laughs> it? Uh, I Dick mean hi. Smaxia, yes. That's his name. And sometimes yeah. it does. What are you gonna do? Yeah, I think that's kind of like a uh, maybe a Yugoslavian name or something. But
0: he might, yeah, he the neighboring country from where Amon Durag is from. Uh but uh welcome for real's love those names, by the way, Rex. Well done. Uh for real. Uh, Welcome Rodney Simon, Courtney Rice, Jake Dengler to the nation. Rodney Simon answered the questions. How did you find us is one of the questions. He says, Imran hosting a game show. With the fish nerd introduced me to the fantastic voyage. I came for the geek, stayed for the rug. nerd. That's reference to the episode of Trivia Geeks where Clay Groves, who is in the nation, hosts a podcast called Fish Nerds. So we pulled in a Fish Nerds listener. What makes you join? Want to join the nation? He says, "Rug boy made me do it." Who's your favorite host? Rugs makes the show.
2: No, that's completely wrong. Imran actually does. I mean, I works.
0: actually <laughs> make the show, but Rugs yeah.
2: makes the show. I get what you're saying, but I actually
0: make. But uh, so, Rugs, you got one. One point for Rugs. On Yay. who's your favorite host? On the yeah.
2: tally board. Are we, are we taking numbers? We, you,
0: yes, you I, don't know who, I, I don't know who's in the lead. I think you are, Rugs. Okay. Anthony, did you keep a spreadsheet on this? What are we talking about? Yeah, we don't know. Yes. We don't know who's leading. <laughs> uh, what we're talking about, we're going to stick with Marvel for a little bit longer, but we'll move over to Sony's universe of Marvel characters Venom 2, the sequel. They will be adding a villain. We're probably going to see Venom. We're probably going to see Carnage. Woody Harrelson in a ridiculous uh, Ronald McDonald wig playing Carnage. But they're adding a second Marvel villain. You can expect the character of Shrike. Shriek? How do you Shrike, say Jesus Shriek? Not Shrike. Shrike is from... That was in the Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Shriek will be in the Venom sequel. Uh, Shriek is from the Maximum Carnage storyline... In the 90s. I
4: don't understand why you're having so much trouble saying that word.
0: Shriek. Shru- yeah. I can't pronounce words. Shriek, Shroke. Shriek. She is a drug dealer named Francis Barrison, who becomes Shriek after severe trauma, allows her latent mutant powers to emerge. Technically a mutant in this. So it'll be interesting to see what she does. She has sonic energy blasts. She can fly and she can stir up dark and violent emotions in others really fucking with them. Oh, with the lady. Yes. Shriek. So they haven't cast that uh so there's going to be a lot of bad guys in Venom 2. Exciting. Uh speaking of which uh Ruben Fleischer who is not directing Venom 2, Andy Serkis is but who's directing Zombieland Double Tap that's uh, that'll be out when the show is released, uh doing press for that has kind of uh confirmed maybe that Spider-Man is joining Venom possibly.
4: Maybe maybe
0: uh he we'll he says his exact quote is uh that's the exciting thing because we changed the origin of venom in the comics he evolved from spider-man but because of the marvel sony thing we weren't able to do that and so i think it's building towards and will be exciting to see is when they actually confront each other he said this is where it's going to lead this was sony's end game i don't know if it's confirmation uh i think it would be crazy to have venom and Tom Holland and Carnage, and now Shriek. Uh, do you do you consider you don't think it's a confirmation? you throwing Shriek in with those those names. Well, nobody knows Shriek, but they will. <laughs> do you, what do you think? You know, it's not. Uh, uh, people are saying this is a confirmation. What do you think, Anthony? Not a confirmation, or he knows. I don't something. know. I,
4: I take. I mean, maybe I, we did hear that for even they came out last whatever the Sony deal was back with Spider-Man that eventually Spider-Man would probably interact with the Sony universe. Um, so maybe the only thing is Ruben Fleischer's not directing the next movie, Correct. so I don't know how much insight he really has on the future of the characters.
0: Yeah, but we know that these characters may be going back and forth, which is part of the new Sony Spider-Man Disney deal. So could be a possibility. Rugs, do you want to see Where can that? the
4: people find you? Oh, Ruggs, where can
0: the people find you? Ruggs, do you want to see Tom Holland in a Venom movie directed by Andy Serkis?
2: I don't know. No. <laughs> no, doesn't, no. Really, doesn't really get you going. I mean, like, <laughs> when they had no choice, I was, like, all for it, because, like, okay, this is what they have to do. But now that they don't have to, really, because they have it back, I'm like, eh, they probably could make a better Venom movie and have a better Venom, but it, it's not really about Tom Hardy or or Andy Circus or anything like that. It's about the character of Venom has to interact with Spider-Man and become one with Spider-Man. And then he has to be rejected by Spider-Man. If they make that happen, at least that dynamic there where like Venom kind of hates and like is in love with Spider-Man at the same time. That's what makes it work.
0: See, I don't think if they do it, I think it's going to be like Venom and Spidey team up to stop carnage and shriek or whoever is in this movie.
4: Yeah, they're they're missing the essential yeah. connection. They just, though, it's those, just yeah, they
0: just—it's just changing
2: all. I of mean, it. you could do it. You could have it where, like, you know, that Venom rejects Eddie for Spider-Man.
4: Right. You could. You could still work in. Oh work yeah, in.
2: it could go back and forth. And then you know, Spider-Man rejects Venom. Yeah. That's like when a girl thinks he's going to swing to a better guy, <laughs> and the guy disses her, and then she wants to go back We're like, nope. to the dude that she cheated on him with. <laughs> that's
0: a great dynamic they can yeah, do. What
2: yeah. uh, are they going to do it?
0: I think it's a little too nuanced for them. I really think they want to. They
2: John. Floppy I think
0: they, they, they want to like the Mac, They want to just jump to the shitties 90 maximum nah, card shit. Do some,
2: they're going to do some fucking Batman versus Superman shit that's going to suck balls.
0: Uh, in the meantime, Zombie Land Double Tap out now. We reviewed uh, oh, yeah. the
2: the first movie for
0: Patreon. It is awesome. Uh, s- out right now. Seventy. It will be out when this show posts oh. this week. Seventy five percent. I might go see the, it. To, but, Yeah, maybe we'll see it. Maybe we'll do a quick review. I, I'm you know after watching that movie, the first one. I kind of want to see the second one. It looks fun. Floppy job. Floppy. Did you see? Job. I don't know if this is a spoiler. <laughs> spoiler. Alert. Uh, Bill Murray <laughs> is in Zombie Land Double Tap somehow. They show yeah, him. Is that in a one, spoiler? No, they show him in one of the trailers. Okay, fine. Yeah. yeah. Well, what the fuck? How is he in the fucking movie? I really want to see how they gotta fucking write this. Uh, write Bill Murray back into the movie. It's great that he's in the movie. Uh, all right, let's move over to DC news. The big news this week: Matt Reeves, the Batman, finds its Catwoman, and it is actress zoe kravitz mm-hmm. Bonner, american woman daughter of lenny kravitz and lisa bonet and currently jason momoa's stepdaughter because he is married oh, to lisa bonet
2: right now Oh shit. yes i so, mean she looks just like lisa bonet did in a different world she, uh,
0: like- i i dude i had a huge crush on lisa bonet and that she looks a lot like her mother uh you will know zoe kravitz does have comic book cred she was in x-men uh first class class as angel she was in mad max fury road she was the voice of catwoman in the batman lego movie i believe and she was the voice of mary jane in spider-man into the spider-verse also on big little eyes very popular it's on hbo show
4: jason momoa doing dating lisa but they're married they're married yeah Uh, Zoe okay. Kravitz. yeah,
0: they're they're
4: married. That's his stepdaughter. It's
0: technically his stepdaughter, which is crazy. What, Anthony? What do you think of this casting of Zoe Kravitz?
4: I don't. I've never seen her in anything, so I don't know what to think. I I'm surprised they're going back to the Catwoman. Well, though, so quickly.
0: Well, I you know I think they're doing the long Halloween. I think we're going to see Batman's whole rogues gallery in this Matt Reeves mm. movie.
4: Yeah. Hmm.
0: So, I think we're going to get a lot more casting information as they start adding these villains. Uh, I Look, she's super attractive. She, If you throw that mask on her, she looks like Catwoman from the comic books, literally. Like, I think it's a really good pick. And as far as. Her why, ad- why would you say that? Because she looks like Catwoman. <laughs> uh, I think she
4: will pair well. But Catwoman is Selena Kyle. With,
0: Ro- with Robert Pattinson, also. But
4: how does she look like a white person in the comics?
2: We've had black Catwoman cat before. No, but isn't Catwoman, can, isn't she mixed? Is she? In the comics? Yeah, I, I believe so, Yeah,
4: uh, I'm just trying to say, I'm just trying to figure out how you think a uh, half-black woman looks like a white
0: woman. Because she looks like Catwoman. She a <laughs> part, <laughs> I don't
2: know. But, I feel like that they changed her origin or something, but I think that it's been okay
0: she is Cel- yeah,
4: no, i'm not saying that's it, it's yeah. there's
2: i don't i don't have a problem with
4: it i'm just trying to figure out how he thought they looked alike
0: i mean she's yeah. playing selena kyle you know catwoman so i look but, but pull up Are a, there other catwomen there's uh sure there's there's <laughs> Halle berry who is a literal catwoman she wasn't catwoman uh no i look she looks she looks like catwoman okay. to me sure okay. she looks like i feel like
2: that i feel like that she's not a bad pick like that's a pretty Is good she good is she a she good actress?
0: I don't know. If someone who watches Big Little Lies will know. New,
2: her newest film is called Kin and it's on HBO Go right now. Yeah. So, so I'm going to catch that. I'm going to catch that. that she's
0: game. in Fantastic Beasts and where to find them? Uh she's done Insurgent and Divergent uh and she didn't. Oh, she was an x-men first class yeah she was angel she didn't have a
4: lot to do remember no, she, she was didn't. angel yeah, she she is yeah, she turned bad and that was about it
0: yeah didn't have a lot to do there but uh and she's a voice cat woman and like wasn't Batman. offensive
4: yeah she's whatever
2: yeah. look yeah, I, I haven't seen her anything.
0: ultimately i trust matt reeves these
2: casting choices like are interesting inspired i just think yeah it'll it'll work it'll work yeah
0: uh, meanwhile, remember how we uh, spent all the time uh, speculating Oh, Jonah Hill could play once he was uh, in talks to be cast? Yeah. Ah, uh, Jonah Hill passes on the roll. Somebody ah. touch my spaghetti! Okay. He's out. And now they're looking at Seth Rogen. What the fuck? To possibly <laughs> oh, play the Penguin, which I don't know if it's a lateral move or a downgrade. I don't know. Seth Rogen's funny. You know, I his recent movie, Long Shot, which Charlize Theron, really good R-rated comedy. Uh, it's on cable. Has Check he it done out. a serious role? Uh, not, I don't know. Is this,
2: I mean, how much... Yeah, he can do it. You think so? Sure. Uh, he I, was in the Adam Sandler movie where it was serious about him, Adam Sandler getting cancer or something. I mm-hmm.
0: mean, he's, uh, oh, what about the comedians? Mm-hmm. He's been producing a lot of great stuff with his buddy, Evan Goldberg. Uh, but Seth Rogen as the penguin again i don't know i trust matt reeves like he's he's picking these people for a reason he's a very good writer director
4: he is a good director i like them a lot you so. know
0: so but as far seth,
4: seth rogan's is another it's another yeah casting where i'm just like
0: hmm. oh he was good in the disaster artist but that's also kind of a
4: a comedy
0: uh but yeah jonah hill's like i'm out i'm not doing this see ya fine whatever
4: so how, how tall is seth rogan Oh,
0: this—it's a good. That's a good question. Does it matter? I don't I know. He's, Penguin he's, feels like he should be a
2: shorter guy. Yeah, I think that he's approaching like six feet.
0: Uh, it'll tell you right here somewhere. No, I don't know. <laughs> ask Siri <laughs> how tall is Seth Rogen. Sometimes that works if you ask Siri. Hold on, I'm gonna try this. Just write Seth Rogen height. How tall is Seth Rogen? Nothing. Seth
5: Rogen is five feet eleven inches tall.
0: There you go, Siri. You five know. feet eleven. I was right. Siri knows. So, uh, you know, maybe he, he can he can gain forty pounds. Playwright,
4: he certainly can get like chubby yeah, and yeah. fat. Yeah.
0: But I like I said, I think we're gonna see a lot more casting if if they're doing something like the long Halloween. They're gonna have to cast all of the Rogues gallery. It's gonna be a crazy fucking Batman movie. It's American woman, still like two years away. Uh, let's get, check into the Joker box office. It's making all the bunnies uh, right now. Domestic, it is at two hundred and eight million dollars worldwide. Five hundred and sixty-three million. Oh shit! Do- it's made over half a billion dollars worldwide. It was number one again the second week, making another fifty-five million, beating a movie with two Will Smiths in it which apparently isn't very good at all. Gemini man, have you guys heard? Have you seen the rotten tomatoes? Re- I heard it's not bad, good. Yeah. But it's 24% on rotten tomatoes right now.
4: And Will Smith is uh he's really taking a downturn in a lot of the roles he's taken.
0: I can't believe a movie with two Will Smiths uh is bombing at the he's box office. He's not the same
4: guy anymore in the box office. I
0: want to see a movie where the Fresh Prince fights
2: Aladdin. I think it's Ang Lee, man. Yeah, yeah. yeah.
4: Possibly. Whenever
2: Ang Lee gets out of that like um Kinda like safe Oscar like stuff. Like when he starts doing big budget movies like it Hulk. always yeah. takes a shit. Yeah. Yeah. The
6: Hulk, uh,
4: did Life of Pi do well? That was an interesting did. movie. Yeah. People liked it. Angley Angley's pretty pretty hit or miss with a mainstream crowd
0: though. I am surprised that it uh the Joker beat fucking Gemini man. Uh this also makes it the year's biggest domestic earner that isn't a DC and or Marvel movie. <laughs>
2: Damn, but Joker,
0: uh, yes,
4: it is a DC movie. Uh,
0: that, uh sorry, Disney or Marvel oh,
4: movie. No, that the biggest
0: domestic isn't a Disney or Marvel movie. Also, kind of solidifying, do you think they've turned this franchise around? This guy, the, the DC films are kind of being becoming Warner Brothers' biggest franchise, and they've had a couple of well received hits that have made money in a row now. Have they righted the ship, or are... I
2: think that they're doing well with things that nobody knows about really yeah so like stuff that people know about like people like know what superman is and people know what batman should be yeah they keep fucking it up because people will know what to expect aquaman makes a billion
4: dollars they're they're quietly well aquaman did well yeah wonder woman obviously did well i think the last two films they're like quietly hitting like just like a sports analogy just hitting like doubles like shazam they did was a solid film joker um, is solid in other ways. Like they're doing, they're they're making good stuff. I don't think they've completely turned around. I wouldn't be like, man, the next DC film. I just I know they have a great track record now. Well, going to kill it.
0: Birds of Prey is the follow up, so that's going to be I, interesting. I'm not all that
4: excited about Birds of Prey, but that's going to be interesting. We'll
0: and then Wonder Woman
2: 1984 will probably be another big oh, yeah, hit. Be a,
4: that'll be a big hit because yeah. it's just Wonder Woman in yeah. the time we're yeah. living in now. What
2: are your What are your hopes on Birds of Prey? Do you think it's going to I impress you do you know that you think that you're probably gonna go in and it's gonna be like a suicide squad all over again man it's hard to say
4: like yeah. that trailer is just yeah. so harley quinn like the movie's called birds of prey yet it's just so harley quinn it's harley in the gang and i enjoy margot robbie as harley quinn but i don't know if i'm in fiending to see a, an entire movie of her being harley quinn
0: i mean i think it'll be uh You know, a fun movie with her leading a team of ragtag people, uh, and uh, the the girl gang seems cool. We may be surprised because, like with the Joker, uh, this was a risky move, and uh, I was surprised at how the movie came out. And so, I think uh, with Birds of Prey, similar thing. I think we may be surprisingly impressed. But here's here's the funny thing: this is how much little faith Warner Brothers still has, kind of, in their DC. Uh, IP. The, when Todd Phillips pitched the idea, uh, the people uh, were uh, not entirely on board. There was a division amongst the ranks. This this uh, article says they were worried Joker wouldn't perform. So what they did, they enlisted Bronze Studios Village Roadshow to co-finance the film. Now it only costs fifty five million. Now they're splitting the financing with fifty five million. But now. They have to split the profits with those two studios. Ah. This movie is—it's—it's going to get close to six hundred million. Some people are even thinking it could get to eight hundred million to maybe a, a billion. I don't know if the Joker makes a billion, but again, they kind of shot themselves in the foot. They are getting half the money because they, they they had no faith in it and had to kind of cover cover their fucking. Does that telling? I mean, uh, I don't understand why they would spending such little movie on an R-rated movie.
4: I well, I think DC just their the higher ups are, are were just have been really burned by like Justice League, namely yeah. the bad press. So I don't think money wise they're fully invested yet in in all of this. So uh, when Joker was being made, even though Scorsese was originally attached and you had Walking Phoenix, I still think they were feeling the burn off some of right. their losses.
2: They're gonna need at least two or three in a row hits yeah. to get the kind of confidence that they're gonna like go balls in like yeah. aquaman was a fluke um wonder woman was fine um and this one was and shazam was didn't do that well but but it
4: was it okay it was it made, well it made reviewed. money but it made wasn't money. like a, it wasn't like a huge overriding success. it was like a small win people
0: liked it though it wasn't you know it wasn't panned. It was critically well reviewed so they need like three of these joker movies <laughs> Well, you can do Lex like, Luthor. You can do... Just give every villain a movie. Make it R-rated. Here's your new formula. You uh, can Cheetah. Give Cheetah. She'll be in, in Wonder Woman. I think Woman. she's in the Wonder yeah. Woman movie. Isn't it... Uh... Uh, it's Kristen Wiig. Yeah. What the fuck is that? I think, that's, I think it'll be good. <laughs> comedians playing uh, dark villains. Comed- yeah, DC's now on uh, comedians yeah. playing villains. There's always the dark side. So, I, I mean, I think they were probably surprised by how much money... This movie is making too didn't expect it. It's pretty crazy. Uh, and then uh, the last thing, DC TV, when the show posts, Watchmen will have premiered the pilot episode HBO Sunday, October 20th. Reviews are out, and it's getting surprisingly good reviews. It's kind of getting me a little bit geek boner, geek boner to watch this. Have you guys seen any of the reviews? How you feel? I are... I, you have
2: any level of excitement? For this? I keep forgetting it's coming out. I'm not really dialed into it. I think this will become a quickly the next HBO water cooler show
0: from these reviews I am seeing. Essentially, saying the show is a better translation of the comic book source material because it really needs long form storytelling than Snyder's faithful adaptation. Who he look? He filmed it. Panel by panel, but it kind of loses the soul and the point of the book doing it that way. Uh, this Hollywood Reporter uh, review of uh, the Watchmen pilot, he's got a good line here talking about Zack Snyder's movie. He says, it was like someone proving they could trace over a Picasso painting without understanding what the original artist was doing with a strange rendering of the human anatomy. <laughs> uh, you know, and I kind of get that. So he says, whereas the show... Is uh has a more disruptive approach. It comes closer than you might expect to the source material.
4: Uh they said it's not all of it works, but it's fascinating and thrilling. Um first off, speaking of HBO stuff, I've been hearing a lot of hype about succession. So yes, that I've out heard there. like
0: this is the best show on TV right now, and I kind mm-hmm.
4: of need to catch up and watch these two seasons. So there's that. But uh moving back to Watchmen, I read an article that I agreed with, it, it was on the ringer, where it was like Watchmen. And I, I didn't read it when it came out, so there's obviously I don't have the the context of reading it back when it was you know, a new thing. Um, but it, it is considered one of the best pieces of work in terms of graphic novels and storytelling in comics. And then everything that's come after that, whether it be you know the the, the Snyder movie, which yep, is yep. Um, you know a lot of people really like it, a lot of people didn't like it. It's very in the middle. And then a lot of the the comic book stuff that they've tried to tie in, um, none of it's reached to the level right, of right. of of um the original Watchmen, and yeah. i think a lot of it's be- or a lot of um the kind of skepticism is because you know to read to get to that level it needs to be the best in its genre right yeah like Watchmen when it came out was the best and everything else isn't been the best so like this show has to be like as you mentioned imran kind of a a show that's almost like a, a ring like a-, a a show that they can hbo can proudly put out it's like this is this is the next thing. Yeah. So, like
2: a flagship. Yeah. 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 yeah so if it, it doesn't
4: hit that, and inevitably, it's going to still be disappointing to Watchmen fans because Watchmen fans are expecting the best.
2: I just feel like it's lacking in variety visually. I feel like that it doesn't have anything that, like, something has to capture my imagination. So if you look at Watchmen, uh, the actual, you know, movie or the comic book, you have this diversity of, like, superhero stuff. That you could dig, you know. You have a guy that looks like Batman. You have a girl that's like, you know, like like a Jean Grey. You have like, you know, all these different like a guy that's kind of like the Rorschach guy with the weird hat. So it's like you have all of this stuff that's kind of different. And, and this show looks like everybody's got a mask on that like you can't see your face. And like, it's like one guy's got a gold mask. The other one's got the Rorschach mask. And. There's not enough, like, I feel like there's not enough, like, superhero y stuff in there. It just feels like very subdued. And I'm like, well, it's a superhero show. It should be about. The whole thing about Watchmen is that at a certain point in time, people started becoming superheroes. Like, at a certain point in time, people wanted to actually live in that reality. They wanted to, like, it wasn't enough that the cops could do stuff. Like, normal people just started, like, wearing costumes and being the things that they. I'd always read about.
0: But it's the absurdity. It's a – you know, Watchmen is the ultimate deconstruction of the superhero genre. It is the absurdity of people trying to think they can do that. And I think where Snyder's movie misses the point is instead of pointing to the absurdity, he makes them look badass by putting everything in slow motion, kind of missing the whole point of the story. Also, in the 80s, the book dealt with – you know, Nixon was still president. It was Cold War era, and it dealt with uh, how the fear society had then. The way they're modernizing this, from what I understand, is inst- uh, it's heavily is going to be about white supremacy. The Rorschach masks are a bunch of white supremacists. So in you know, Reagan's America, it was Cold War fear. In Trump's America, it is uh, na- white supremacy nationalistic fear, and it's uh, commenting on that. So I think it looks very topical, and I think we're going to get the story of why – you need these masks, and why you need anonymity and and authority and policing is all tied together with this.
2: Yeah, I mean, maybe it's maybe it's good on that level, but I feel like in the realm of a superhero thing, it doesn't feel superhero-y at all. It, like, like we just had the boys, right, right, right. It, yeah. It, that's a whole. That, that's a whole that different felt like kind a of thing. That yes. was perfect. Like you had like the violence yeah. and the reality and the fact that 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 they looked at. Superheroes as celebrities and all this stuff that would actually happen. And they had the suits and they had this like pomp and circumstance and they had somewhat superheroic action. And that, that, when you take that out, when you take that, all that element out, that if it, it's kind of fl- it flattens it out, it makes it too, too grounded almost. Yeah. And we've been in grounded superheroes for the longest time. We've had X Men in black leather. We've had, you know what I mean? We've never gone the other, the other route where we're going to try and the Marvel movies have, have done it the most, you know? Like, and even Shazam or whatever has embraced it, like the silliness of it or whatever. And that's that, the juxtaposition that's not there.
0: I mean, I think we just, we've gotten used to like the influence the Watchmen really had in, 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 in culture, like writers, like even Damon Lindelof, all of his stuff, lost leftovers that has a lot of Watchmen DNA in it so he's kind of perfect for this uh, Rugs, you and I will give our thoughts next week because Anthony does not have the HBO anymore right Anthony?
4: I don't have the HBO so, yeah, so we'll you just guys do, can give your
2: thoughts
0: we'll though. just do quick thoughts on the pilot and uh, I feel
2: like it's going to be a very high quality show with acting and yeah, stuff yeah and HBO needs it yeah. needs a, a flagship it needs
0: the next Game of Thrones uh, but these early reviews have got me excited uh, alright we're going to take a quick break but before we do Uh, I'm really loving my new podcast chair, guys. It's so comfy. (laughs) From the people over at ewinracing.com sent me a gaming chair. There will be a full review. I'm ready to do the review. I'm going to write it. There's going to be an audio review. But for right now, listener, if you visit ewinracing.com, use the promo code JOCKNERD, you will get 25% off one of these awesome chairs. Makes a great holiday gift. Assembly was actually very easy. From the time I opened the box to the time I sat in the chair, forty minutes, and I'm a stoner dumbass, and I had it all done, and I thought that the the instructions were very good and they send you these neat white uh installation gloves
2: um if if you don't know this, uh forty minutes for Amaron means like ten minutes for a regular Yeah, for guy. a regular
0: person, <laughs> probably more like twenty ten to twenty minutes uh but I think to assemble. Uh, an office chair 40 minutes is very good Uh, but it's really well built very nice Uh, check out their stuff there will be a full review in the feed soon we're going to take a quick break we'll be right back uh, with some Ace Comic Con audio and a whole bunch more right after this after
6: these messages we'll be right Hey, this is evan hey jason underwood and we
5: hope you're enjoying the shows on the danger entertainment network now including the bearded ones comedy podcast
7: yeah we're super thrilled to be a part of this awesome lineup guys um and what we do here on our show is it's look we are just trying to make you guys laugh through all kinds of different avenues
5: hear me out here hear me out please what we are is we're two geeky white dudes talking and trying to be funny, yeah, and I try to blow in your mind here with, uh, <laughs> with something brand brand new, new. But um, yeah. you never heard anything like this. We talk about Star Wars. We <laughs> talk about, we're talking about superheroes. We're talking about Marvel movies, man. <laughs> Look, we are <laughs> we're cutting some damn, we're, we're we're breaking some damn boundaries over we here. We are breaking new ground. Yeah. But for real, what we do is we play invented games. Yeah, and we try to spin everything into a brand new fun game that we've made yeah. up. Um, we filter it all through that sensibility. and We're both improvisers, so a lot of what we talk about ends
2: up in, in, in sort of a scene that we have a lot of fun with. Uh, we talk about our lives, pop culture and movies. We talk about a little bit of everything. So if that's what you like, check us out. Bearded One's Comedy Podcast on the Danger Entertainment Network. They look like Vikings.
0: thanks for listening listener that's what you do you're a listener you listen but if you are enjoying the show have been enjoying the show want more show join our fan club Just visit jockandnerd.com slash Patreon. It's it's like Jock and Nerd Max or Jock and Nerd Plus. You get bonus content and exclusive RSS feed with such bonus features as Jock Talk featuring Chaz. Their
6: bottom is is very weak. Jock
4: Talk is back. Anthony, you just put out a new episode. I did. I did. We're trying to be consistent. We're trying to uh, do this every week, but... Sometimes Chaz just doesn't care about the fans. Listeners, saying.
0: Chaz sometimes doesn't care about your feelings, but that's okay. Yeah. Because he does all the work on the Jock Talk, just like I do all the work here.
4: He does. He yeah. does all the work on the Jock Talk.
0: It's well. so lovely. Also, you will get all of uh, the main shows uh, early. Early access to the Jock and Nerd podcast. Early access to the spinoff show with Anthony and uh, Anthony, why don't you plug that latest episode of the spinoff show?
4: Yeah, so that, since it's being the the it being the month of October, kind of at least these next two guests are um, themed around Halloween. I had a uh, a ghost hunter on this last episode, JC Um and we talked exclusively about ghost stories and his trials and tribulations hunting ghosts. So.
0: Here's a clip out of context, and that was the only time I've ever been touched. What is he talking about? You're going to have
2: to tune in. Yeah. <laughs> He's in a room with Anthony alone.
0: <laughs> that clip was a request what happened? from Jess Rivera. Thank you, Jess. <laughs> uh, join the fan club, com slash Patreon. There's stickers, there's t-shirts, lots of fun. You support the show and you will have a good time. Now, listener, uh, you are going to be magically transported to the floor uh, of the Donald E. Stevens Convention Center in Rosemont because Ace Comic Con 2019 happened this past weekend we got press credentials and i actually went and recorded some shit oh shit i actually made use of this i have a great segment for you you're gonna hear from a couple of uh artists vendors cosplayers and boss logic everyone geek Booner. I got to meet Boss Logic. It was
2: very awesome. Who is Boss Logic for people who don't
0: know? The internet's best fan artist. He does photo montages, Photoshop montages. He's the guy. Best
2: fan, like
4: poster maker. Yes,
0: he will will hear a rumor and then mock up an image of that person playing that character. You have for sure seen his work. And uh, up until now, he's kind of been just uh, online. You didn't know. Nobody knew who he was, what he looked like, but now he's coming out. Uh, You'll hear about his very first panel, and you'll hear from him. He's doing Comic-Cons. Lots of fun. Let's go to Ace Comic-Con right now. Talking nerd! What's up, listener? I'm here live on the floor at Ace Comic-Con in Rosemont. Uh, Super shout-out to the folks at Ace for giving us press credentials. Unfortunately, jocks are going to jock. Anthony could not make use of the credentials, so I got our intern... Uh, friend of the show, Patreon supporter, you've heard him, on the show, Jim McPike. What's up?
7: Hello, hello.
0: Thanks for uh, being the jock for uh, this this uh, my on-the-floor correspondent.
7: Always happy to. Uh, who
0: Do you have as good abs as Anthony? Do you know?
7: I do not know what his abs look like, but probably. It's uh, not exactly rocking a six-pack these days.
0: But... All right, Anthony still probably has the better abs. But look, here's what we're going to do, Jim. We're going to walk around, we're going to talk to some artists... We're gonna pick some vendors. We're gonna find some cosplayers. Uh, get a couple of minutes of interview from everyone to put a nice little package together.
7: And listener, you at home, uh, follow the Jock and Nerd podcast on Twitter. All those pictures took them.
0: Yes, Jim. Uh, Jim's gonna be my assistant. There will be pictures in, in the show notes and links. Let's get going, Jock and Nerd. I'm here on the floor of Ace Comic Con with my boy Juan Gomez, what's up? Oh yeah You know, I talked about you so many times on the podcast Yeah (laughs) And so I figure I should get, let the listener meet you Yeah, I've always felt my ears burning, you know Third time (laughs) this summer, I ran into you Comic Con Revolution, Wizard World, and here So I want you to do this for the listener, explain your art, what do you do? Well,
1: I currently I'm a uh, mashup artist uh, okay. here at the uh, for, for Comic Cons. You know, I didn't think I was going to be going into this role, but well, this is where I've landed. It's a good market for your work. Yeah, yeah. You know, sports and superheroes. You know, it, it, it's
0: a, it's a good thing. So, how would you describe just like the overall presentation? If someone's never seen it. Um, they're twelve by eighteen of epicness.
1: It's uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, uh, honestly. Um, you know, I do have an artistic background, so everything's well composed. You know, I try to bring in the quality. You know, I, I definitely want to build a fan base. Yeah. So, you know, I want them to walk away with something that they're going to remember. I want to come back and get more.
0: I mean, I remember seeing it for the first time. I was attracted to it right away because it was yeah. jock and nerd. It's like large
1: <laughs> trading right.
0: cards. Right. You know, with sports, uh, a lot of Chicago, but all over. You know, we got the Lions and the Steelers and the White Sox. Yeah. Sports logos and colors and then a different Marvel or is it mostly Marvel characters? Uh, yeah, they're oh, you got some yeah. DC, you got yeah, some highly cool DC
1: guys, but uh, mostly Marvel. Next year, there are going to be more DC guys. And yeah. You're
0: branching out. You got some
1: Ultraman stuff. I saw Spectre Man. You know, I'm an old school guy. I'm you know, I'm born '71, and you know, uh, I know I have a baby face, but
0: you know. <laughs> No, I uh, love you see, know. your booth. Is always there's always people stopping by. Yeah, yeah. It
1: grabs the attention. It's very unique. Yeah, it, it, it definitely does. You know, I also have you know some Deadpool in the military faction, so that you know breaks that down. Does dope? Yeah, thank you. You know, so my father's a marine, and it started there. And so, you know, I try to keep it legit. You know? That
0: yeah, no, the the detail in all the uh, the badges and what do you call that? the flair. What is the yeah. word for that? Yeah, yeah, that's all there. Um, well, how is it this Ace Comic Con first year for this convention? Um, what do you think? I think it's great, you know. Um, uh,
1: I know it's their second year, but their first year here at. Uh, oh, okay, it is their second year, but yeah. first in Rosemont. Oh uh, yeah, because okay. the last year was at uh, Navy Pier, and I. Oh, think, it uh, was over there. Okay, yes. I remember yeah. that. Yeah, and that's when it was going on. That's when I heard about the show. Yeah. yeah. And they pretty much had the Avengers lineup. Yeah. I was like, how did I miss this? So I was on them the whole year to try to make sure I get into this show because they were not posting anything about it. Oh, really? Yeah. No, yeah. yeah, well, yeah. you got
0: a good spot here, and yeah. uh, how's the traffic been today? Uh, traffic has been pretty insane. Right? You know, this
1: show has an incredible uh, celebrity lineup.
0: Yeah, and uh, Norman Reedus
1: was just on stage, just yeah. checking him out. Well, Norman Reedus has now become the regular, right? Yeah, I mean, compared to he's like, everywhere. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah but yeah.
0: Uh, later on, you got Tom Holland, Jake Gyllenhaal. Isn't that nuts? On the main stage, just you know, over there. You know, honestly, you know?
1: got of follow of them, I think I would like to meet uh, the actress Sabrina. I don't know her real name,
0: but I forgot. Melissa yeah. Joan Hart?
1: Oh, oh no, that's the old
0: one. Oh, the old—that's oh, the yeah. Sabrina I know. Yeah, yeah, from Nickelodeon. <laughs> yeah. the new Sabrina show. Yes. Oh, I don't know yes. her that's, name. She's here. That's though. yeah. That's some
1: scary, awesome,
0: awesomeness <laughs> happening, man. That's really good stuff, dude. I'm glad Ace Comic Con is doing really good for you. Can you tell the listeners where they can find your stuff? And do you do commissions? I do do commissions.
1: Um, I am, you know, I'm pretty busy outside of it, but definitely reach out to me at uh, I can, my website is jaghex.com. Um, and you can reach me at gomez.jaghex or is it gomez at jaghex.com you know your own yeah. email uh, you know, I, don't, I don't get asked that question uh, much uh, <laughs> I got cards for that I want to <laughs> turn people on so
0: and you're also on Instagram
1: yeah I'm on Instagram I'm johnnygogo71 and uh, through there you know, you can find my Facebook uh, fan page and stuff like that's that that's alright so. we're
0: going to get you some likes your work is really
1: good so yeah, I yeah yeah thank you thank uh, you and thanks for this this has been pretty, pretty awesome awesome you know? good luck the rest of yeah. the show hey man thank you brother
0: Jogging Nerd I'm here with Bill from Collector Mount at Ace Comic Con. Bill, how's it going? Good. It's great. Uh, Your uh, product caught my eye because I've always been looking for a way to display my prized possessions of things, mainly comics. But, you know, uh, I know a lot of our listeners are collectors. This is a beautiful, clean way to display something. Can you tell our listener what the product is and and how it works?
5: Yes. So our, our main two product brands are Comic Mount and Album Mount. Um, It's an adjustable L-bracket that allows you to basically display any type of collectible from 7 inches to 14 and a quarter inches in height, which is primarily record albums, graded comic books, magazines, books, and things of that nature. But we're excited because we're showing today at the show, we've also got three other products, and they're just different size versions of it. We have a medium-sized version, which is great to do. PlayStation games, yep. DVDs, Blu-ray movies. We've got a smaller version, which crosses multiple categories, which includes CDs, yeah. license plates, graded trading cards, eight-track tapes, which people can't believe Eight-track still a thing. Those are great, that's old school. And then we also have card mount, which is a way to display trading cards and or small photographs.
0: I love that you have a license plate up, you have 45 records. The A tracks look great, and the training cards look very cool. Uh, the different size, I can imagine combining you know, records and comics and different sizes and creating a nice composition.
5: Yeah, and what we really love about our product is, if you—if you when, you, when you're looking at it, and you are, is you don't see the product. Yes, it's clear so plastic. It's clear plastic, so it's basically invisible. So what, the way we say it is we sell design, we don't sell product.
0: So describe the design of the actual thing to the listener, because it's kind of ingenious.
5: Yeah, so the design is if you put up 12 record albums on the wall. Yeah. You know, my wife and I are both artists and what we say is the record album is the art. Mm-hmm. Don't put it in a frame. Mm-hmm. Comic books are the art. Yep. The CD is the art. Yep. Whatever you have and most people have it in your closets, your garage, your basement, you name it, get it on the wall and don't put a frame around it. So that's what we mean that's what we mean by design. Just a cool way yeah. to kind of get your walls up at a cost. Very cost effective way.
0: Uh, how much? What's the average price of, let's say, the comic book one?
5: The average cost is about $6 per unit. Okay. So to get one collectible on the wall, it's about 6 bucks.
0: Okay. Uh, no, and it, it's nice and clean uh, and it looks great. Where can the listener check out more online if they want more information?
5: Um, go to collectormount.com. Yeah. So we have a website and we also sell on all other online channels, which includes eBay, Etsy, Amazon. And then our own website. I
0: love that even if the book is graded, if it's in a a CGC case, it it still fits the mount. It's adjustable. And it's just a simple plastic piece that swings up and down, and you just mount it in the middle.
5: Yeah, we once had a reporter come up to us, and we were talking to her like we are with you. And she said it best. She goes, you know what you've developed? You developed the duh product. Yes. You're like, It's just, it's so simple. It's just, it's an adjustable bracket. Yeah that you don't see. Yeah, absolutely.
0: Uh and then last question, how is this ace Comic Con going for you?
5: Actually this is it's going really well for us. Yeah. This is the first Comic Con where or, or trade show for that matter that we're trying to see if we can get people to understand what it is. Because yeah. selling online we sell a lot of photos, a lot of images, do a lot of write-ups, we do a lot on Pinterest. Yeah. But we're like, you know what, we live in Chicago. We might as well come to the show and learn from this event. Yeah. And we really have. We've already sold a couple hundred pieces. People love that we have the walls up. When you see it up, it's a game changer. You're like,
0: ah, that's what I've been looking for exactly this whole time. So what have you learned? You said you learned some stuff. I've learned
5: that we need to do a better job of letting people know what the different products are Mm -hmm. and what the sizes are. Mm. So they... They love looking at the walls, yeah. but they don't necessarily understand that, oh, it's a small one, yeah. a medium one, or a yeah. large one. Yeah. So these are just little tweaks that we'll make going yeah. forward, yeah. but it, but we love that we get to talk to people about our product, yeah. and that's probably what's most important about the show. Excellent. You got you to gotta get out there yeah. and work the streets. You got to shake hands and kiss the babies. You do. You Bell, do.
0: thank you so much. Collector Mount listener, check it out. Thank you so much.
2: Nerd, I had essence! A big bowl of essence. Of course he had essence. Yes.
0: Uh, we're on the floor here at Comic-Con with the Chamberlain mm. um, from uh, Netflix Dark Crystal. Amazing. I'm not assuming this is a costume, Skeksis.
2: Oh, no. Real deal.
0: This is, this is you. Why yes. do you hate the Gelfling so much, sir?
2: Oh, it's not that we hate Gelfling. We like the way Gelfling taste.
0: They are yummy, aren't they?
2: Yes.
0: Yes. How are the politics on Thra now that Mother Agra is back in, in power? Yes, I would would think so. She's not too happy. No, not happy at all. So what's the plan for the Skeksis moving forward? What are you guys going to do for money? Where are you going to work? Well, we've been looking into capitalism as an idea. Yes, that works. Communism, maybe socialism. Any of the isms? Possibly, yes. 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 Uh, Yes. Your favorite flavor of Gelfling Essence? You like the, the blue ones, the lighter ones, the green grotten. ones? Grotten, grotten. Oh, the gratin from yes. underground. Yes. yes, they're like potatoes that way. <laughs> yes, they because they're not damaged by the sun. Yes. Uh, and they can fly, some of them. That's the idea, yes. Uh, those big You spi- ever had gratin wings? <laughs> oh, gratin wings with some barbecue sauce, actually. Oh, yes. Sounds, mm. sounds kind of good. What about those big spider creatures? What were they called, the... Uh, Oh, no, don't put me on the spot like this. Yeah, I'm sorry. I looked up Thra before because I couldn't remember. Uh, The spider creature scared me, but uh, hopefully you guys can get along now. Oh, yes, yes, they work for us now. Uh, would you consider running for a U.S. presidency 2020? Chamberlain Skexy's 2020, what do you think?
6: I mean, it looks like
0: anybody can do it, so Apa- why not? Apparently, I don't think you could do a much worse job. MAHA! <laughs> Biting! <laughs> Biting commentary, I love it! How do you like Ace Comic Con uh, so far? It's
3: great! There are so many wonderful people, so many costumes on display. It's perfect.
0: Have you run into any guffling here? I bet it's going to be awkward. Yes. One. There is one walking around here somewhere. Was it awkward? It was. <laughs> I thought so. Thanks so much. Thank uh, you. Final words for our listeners from uh, Land. Mm. Guffling. <laughs> I love it. Thank you. Thank you. Gugging nerd. All right. I'm here with Roz Ortiz, another amazing artist here in Artist Alley, uh, turned on by your fellow uh artist Ali vendor juan gomez told me to come over here Roz, how you doing
3: i'm pretty good thank you so much for stopping by juan's a good guy uh he does this great uh comic style superheroes with the his twist of you know either sports teams or you know your local heroes like cops and and firemen it's
0: really well done and that's what uh, caught my eye because we do the jock and nerd podcast yeah and his work is jock and nerd and i was very excited sure. to see that yeah
3: yeah, but uh, thank you for stopping by here. Uh, um, I do more of oh, the cute side.
0: <laughs> yeah, so for the listener, Raza, uh, describe your style of art.
3: Oh, I I like to say I like to turn the cute to eleven uh, on the dial. Any any character that I like, I like pretty much all your your staple nerds. You know, Lord yep. of the Rings, yep. Harry Potter, superheroes, Marvel, DC. And I like just to do my own twist, you know, and I always gravitate towards the cute look. Yeah. I think it makes me feel good. It makes the fans feel good. Uh, I get a lot of positive response online. It's very
0: popular these days, but yeah, just it makes you smile It's a, and it's a great feeling. Absolutely. It, yeah. You know, it, I'm looking at the work, it reminds me a lot of uh, Disney uh, stuff you have like uh, Captain Marvel and Phoenix and Silk and Batgirl, but they have large, expressive eyes, uh, and it's really well rendered. Who are some of your influences?
3: Uh, I have, like, well, Disney's a big influence, I yeah. would say. But yeah. uh, there's there's like Cheeks Galloway, he's, uh, he's uh, he does a lot of uh, DC art. Uh, there's there's many, but like for my digital work, I do like to have the big expressive eyes, the yeah. kind of the big open Disney eyes. Uh, it's, to me, I always start, when I draw anything, any character, I always start with the face and the eyes, and I spiral outwards. Oh,
0: interesting. Yeah,
3: because, to me, the face is what grabs you, Yeah, the face is what you recognize, Yeah, and that's where I want to hook the audience, you know?
0: That's interesting, because I, you know, I've drawn a lot, and I've studied, like, comic book drawing, and they always, figure drawing, they always tell you... You start with the body, the torso, the center of weight, yeah. and you do the head last. Yeah. But sometimes you just wanna draw a fun, cute face and draw some. Yeah, eyes, well know?
3: like I was uh, I took some drawing classes in school as well and I I learned a lot but I started what I learned the most from doing this for so many years is draw what's comfortable for you. Yep, yep. Draw how what you wanna draw. At the end of the day, that's what's gonna make you happy. So I just you know I I kind of made my own style my own uh, uh, process yeah and I'm just kind of sticking with it. Were so. you self-taught mostly? Yeah, I've been drawing yeah. since as long as I can remember. Anything. Yeah.
0: yeah, yeah, that's great, and it and it comes across. I mean, from the Star Wars stuff. Thank you. Thank uh, you. To uh, Disney stuff and DC, it's really cute. Uh, great stuff. How's this Comic-Con been for you, Ace Comic-Con, it's so far? It's
3: surprisingly incredible. Yeah. Uh, I do C2E2. I've, I've done it five years in a row. And this is in- very comparable to that.
0: Yeah, the traffic's great uh, today. traffic's very good.
3: So this kind of show is very uh, it's celebrity-centric. And I didn't know what to expect sure. because those kind of shows, you don't know if people are here just to do the celebrity photo op or yep. whatnot, but yep. everyone, I've done 14 commissions today, oh, today ex- alone. Oh,
0: excellent. Sales have been good. Yeah, I'm
3: about to take a break because I'm dead. <laughs> That's so.
0: fantastic. Uh, where can the listener find your stuff if they want to commission or they want to buy some of your stuff?
3: Uh, you can email me at rozortiz, R-A-Z-O-R-T-I-Z at gmail.com or follow me at Roz Illustration, uh, and it's on Instagram. On Instagram. That's where I post the most, and excellent. you can feel free to DM me or anything like that.
0: Jock and Nerd, will be following you. Follow us back. Thank you. And uh, we'll uh, turn you on to our listeners. Thanks, man. They're rock on. Jock and Nerd! Listener, I am here with one of my favorite internet fan artists, and probably yours, too. Legendary Boss Logic. What's up, dude? What's up, man? How you guys doing? Very good. Welcome to uh, Ace Comic Con. How's the con going for you? It's actually pretty crazy. Like, I came
8: from New York Comic Con, which was... That's always very crowded. Super busy. Yeah. But this one, it's still busy, but I can still...
0: But it's chill it's, at the same time. ...interact with the fans, yeah.
8: which is... I like that intimate setting. I like that feel.
0: Uh, I just uh, caught your panel over at the Creator Stage, the very first panel you've ever done at a Comic-Con. I thought you did great. How are you feeling afterwards? Uh, thank you for saying I did great, man. Like, literally, up
8: there, I felt like I was bombing, and <laughs> I was... It's just like... I'm not really good with crowds, and seeing a crowd kind of, you know, shakes me a bit, but I'm happy that I'm getting positive feedback on it. I'm just going to build off it.
0: How does that feel to finally have you see people who love your work? You see them face-to-face, you know? You've been been running uh, this online personality. I remember I heard of you through, I think, the Opie and Anthony show. Early on, they would shout out your stuff. Like in the two thousands on their radio show. Did you even know that? I had no idea. Yeah, dude, they would talk about you and I think that's how I found you and I've been following your work since
8: that's actually crazy, man.
0: Yeah, it's it's uh uh where so first of all, I'm blown away that you're from Melbourne, Australia. I was like, what's that accent? That's amazing. Australian. uh, yeah, we have a listener. Yeah, a listener from Australia. And now you're you know, you've always been boss logic behind uh the the moniker but now you're coming out and i think it's great how's how's that been it was hard at first yeah. like people i didn't know
8: what the reaction of people were like, yeah there's a there's been a little hate and people on the internet that you know the hell with them yeah you don't just ignore screw them yeah I, I see the the positivity and people are inspired yeah. by me doing it and that's all that matters it's like
0: you, I mean, for that's why I want to ask you for someone, for the listener, maybe that works the day job, but when they get home, they love making art, and they're passionate, and want to make it a full-time gig. This is a full-time gig for you now, right? This is a full-time gig for me. It's amazing. What's one piece of advice you would give someone struggling to get there?
8: Stay consistent.
0: Keep pushing.
8: You got you got to love what you do. Yeah. And the reason I say this is because not everyone's fortunate enough to get actually to this point. Yeah. I'm fortunate, and I'm, I say god bless every day that i'm here but if you love what you do and you don't make money you still have something you enjoy
0: and people isn't that what life's about yeah they, so, re- they re- respond to the passion in the work like yeah. a, a viewer will see it and that is you gotta see, love what you do if
8: you're doing it just for the money yeah and no. just for that stuff you're it's like a recipe for misery right you're not like can you imagine you're making a lot of money but you hate it it's like what's the point so my advice is: keep getting good, keep growing, and basically, if you get to the level where you're good and getting paid for what you
0: love, that's where you want to be. That's where you want to be. And if you don't get paid, at least you're awesome. That's it. At least you're still, you know, helping your soul make yeah. something nice. Um, I wanted to ask you about a recent piece you did collaboration with some a friend of ours, Dope Pope. Yep. Uh, that we know from G Fest, an amazing ZBrush 3D artist. Yep. Uh, and you did a Joker piece where. Did he make it 3D? How did this How did this happen? So basically, he sculpted a
8: model of the Batman Who Laughs, right. which is a Joker-esque Batman. Right. So he... And I told him I want to work with him on it after I saw the initial render. And I go, I need that piece. I need to collaborate with you. So he sent me the 3D piece, and basically, I added my style to yeah. it. And the collab turned out nice. I made it into a card sort of thing. Oh, nice. And it looks... It just it's a gold print it looks really really good
0: are you gonna print it out uh, oh, it is three- oh it is printed oh yeah.
8: I actually have it here in metal uh, so looks, oh in, yeah that's yeah. awesome
0: I think the greatest thing about Dope Pope is he came from like you a 2D artist yeah. but then you realize what you could do in ZBrush and once you make it 3D the different versions of a composition
8: you can pull out he's an amazing dude he's and, and so not great. only that he's an amazing person as well like not just artists.
0: Well, Dope going to hear this. He listens to the he, show. He, he
8: should hear it because <laughs> he's do, a cool dude. Will you do more collaborations in the future? I'm, I think this is like the second time with him. See, I did a Thanos piece with him as well. Oh, the Thanos. Nice. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah, 100%. I think we're going to do a Galactus piece soon. Oh, excellent. So excellent. Look forward Are you to
0: it? into uh, Godzilla and Kaiju at all?
8: I, I love it. Like he keep constantly reminds me to keep looking up Godzilla. Yeah. Because he posts up some sick work. Yes, it. he does. Yeah. The
0: monsters he makes yeah. are amazing. Uh, one question I wanted to ask: Have you ever thought about doing an original character or an original concept? Of something? I have. I'm I'm actually
8: working on an original concept that I want to pitch for a movie later oh, cool, on. Cool, cool. But it's it's good. It's yeah. got it's got it's got weight on it. So yeah, that's hopefully, quite, and, and I'm glad that I'm on a stage right now where I can can pitch it
0: to the right people. And we are in an age where these streaming companies are looking for IP. They're looking for the next big thing. This is a great time for creators to get their stuff made. This
8: idea kind of saturates with the time right now. So I think it'll work.
0: Perfect. Um, uh, And then finally, how was Ace Comic Con for you? How are the people treating you? I love Ace Comic
8: Con. This place has treated me awesome. The people are awesome. The organizers are awesome. I met... One of the CEOs. Excellent, it's yeah. It's like, they
0: crazy crazy. I didn't even know he was CEO. That's how nice he He's was. It's just like a yeah. normal dude. Hey, yeah. Like, oh, crowds have been great. Uh, one last thing I wanted to say was, did you, like, you did that uh, Robert Pattinson Batman piece way before, and I feel like now you are helping casting directors for superhero comic book movies. Here's the thing. That
8: one I heard a little rumor. Oh, you did? So I made the pitch. But then I learned from an interview that he almost lost the role because oh, of that shit. art. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. Because they so, thought he leaked something? They thought it got leaked. So oh. it kind of almost sabotaged the casting. Oh, and, no. and if that was the case, I reckon that would have been a bad outcome.
0: <laughs> <laughs> well, luckily, everything worked out. That I think he's going to be a great Batman. He's got the face. He's got the build. You just need the chin and the jawline. That's line. what it is, That's all you need, man. You got that broody look yeah. that he has. Yeah. So. so I hope you continue to inspire casting agents, man. Uh, tell, the, so. tell the listener, if they already aren't following you, where they can find your stuff. You can find me on Boss
8: Logic. That's basically Boss Logic on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. So, yeah. Oh, and uh, tell me a little bit about Planet Awesome Collectibles. Uh, Planet what awesome. do they do? Planet Awesome are the awesome people that bring me to shows. They're your representation. Here. They represent um, awesome artists. They represent like awesome comics. Yeah, they bring me out here every year. So if you don't follow them, follow them. And they're the ones that bring me out to these shows that... You see me at...
0: Yeah, I'm at Zubair, and I'm always excited to meet fellow Pakistani nerds. Yeah. And the Middle Eastern representation is on point. I love it. That's awesome. So it's always great, great. Middle Eastern to- I'm Pakistani. That's awesome. I-, I know I don't look it. I have... Uh, I was brown. I turned white. I have vitiligo. Yeah. So I should be brown, but I'm not. But that's- I am 100% Pakistani. Uh, that's awesome. It's yeah. like you you, you blend in with this With America Absolutely What What is your uh, background? I'm Syrian You are Syrian I, th- yeah. I heard you You said the Arabic word yeah. Very properly I yeah. was like Oh he's an Arab bro <laughs> And it got me even more excited I love you even more Yeah I'm, I'm Syrian Right so, on yeah. Thank, Dude thanks for talking to us Appreciate it man Thank Keep you so up much. the good work man Thank you You keep up the great work as well man Thank you Talking nerd Alright listener Well you've heard us Talk to artists We talked to some vendors We got to talk to Boss Logic That was amazing uh, And we're gonna talk to a convention goer who also happens to be my assistant, my intern, a listener to the show. Jim, thank you so much. Thank you. Thanks for uh, holding the microphone for the skixies and taking photos for documentation. Mm-hmm. What do you think of the uh, Ace Comic Con overall?
7: I liked it. It's a lot of fun. It's worth coming out. I'm pretty sure I'll be back next year.
0: You go to a lot of conventions. So how mm-hmm. does this rate to uh, some of the other ones you go to?
7: This isn't as big as like... Um you know like wizard world or uh anime central is the other big one i go to it's i I think it's just about the right size where it's still you know you've got a lot going on you got um you know a lot of celebrities here so that's always fun
0: the lineup was great i caught a little bit of uh norman reedis Uh, uh, He was high. He was lit, but, you know, why not? Yeah. Uh, uh, I would be too. Yes. Uh, But I got to say, the the crowds are great, but you're right. Mm -hmm. It wasn't too crowded. It was crowded and lively to the point where you're having a good time, but not so much that you can't walk around. Perfect.
7: Yeah, I'd uh, like to see them, maybe next year, take advantage of some of the, the other facilities here at the Rosemont Convention Center. Maybe do more, like, fan programming. Instead of just uh, convention stuff, but
0: it was still laid out pretty cool. Good, Mm -hmm. good use of the space, and uh, I had a really good time. I can't thank them enough for uh, having us here as press. My only regret is I didn't get to play the VR game of Spider Man. You, you put on these Mm -hmm. goggles and you're Spider Man shooting around. That looked amazing.
7: It's nice of you though to let you know the kids have a turn or the other kids. (laughs)
0: It was five year olds playing it, and I wanted to kick the kid. Give me that! Give me that thing! What are you doing? start swinging around but i didn't all right from the floor once again jim mcpike the nerd thanks for listening back to the show and, nerd. and now we're at the point where anthony and Rugboy boy pretend that they heard uh the piece i worked so hard on to put together and then just trash it
4: no i really
2: liked it good anthony I, would-
4: yeah i would say boss logic is a fantastic um businessman <laughs> you'll listen to it when it airs uh you guys don't used- worry
2: and the word logic, he was very logical, very logical. Real quick, any
4: relation to logic, the rapper?
2: Uh, I think they're or
4: s- the big boss man, former professional wrestler. I think they're second co- He's second cousins to both, mm.
0: <laughs> or the boss,
4: uh, Bruce Springsteen,
0: or uh, yeah. What isn't there a boss brand of
2: uh, clothes? You want to know who uses they're, Boss yeah. Logic? Google Boss. Yeah. Who
0: uses Boss Logic? Trump. Oh, he's. Uh, p- it. it's, uh, it's,
2: there we go.
0: Not funny. I want to. Not, not funny. funny. <laughs> oh, Anthony's <laughs> the human soundbork. Uh, I was waiting for Anthony's <laughs> cue right there. But. Let me just shout out <laughs> everyone. Floppy John. Everyone. Floppy John. Oh, no. This was, this was Ace Comic Con. Seriously, I had a blast uh, at Ace Comic Con. Uh, this is their second year. First time in Rosemont. They did it at Navy Pier, as you heard, uh, the year earlier. But, man, I had a lot of fun. I'm looking forward to the next one. Real quick. Me too. Yes, you should actually try to make it out. Otherwise, uh, thanks to uh, our buddy Jim McPike for stepping in, being the intern. He took your spot, Anthony. No problem. Uh, And thanks to the following, Juan Gomez uh, at Juan Gomez Art. You can find him on Instagram, JohnnyGoGo71. He does the sports mashups with superhero illustrations on top of sports logos. Great stuff. We heard from Bill. From CollectorMount.com, a great way to display your prize collections, whether it's comics or records or uh, trading cards on the wall. I, I got to talk to the Chamberlain Skeksis. Yes. From Dark Crystal. Gelfling. Hmm, yes. Roz Ortiz <laughs> illustration. That's uh, If you watch Dark Crystal, they, they, those fans get it. That dude, the Chamberlain was great. I, I walked by. He was in uh, character the whole time. Amazing costume, and I I pass by him later, still in character as Skeksis. Well done, Raz Ortiz. You can find him on Instagram, Raz Illustration. Draws really cute versions of all your favorite comic book pop culture characters, and of course, legendary boss Logic and Planet Awesome Collectibles. Who is there? His representation. I want to thank them. They gave me uh, a free Boss Logic print uh of spider-man so i have i i was like i was gonna buy it i was like uh, how am i gonna come here and not get a boss logic piece of art uh and then they just gave it to me as thank you thank you so much and special thank you to ace comic-con for the press credentials it was awesome uh can't wait they put on a really good show anthony you should check it out one of these years
4: yeah i decided to uh i think i was busy and then i went down to the old uh Urbana, Champagne, University of Illinois. Oh,
0: partying games. at your old Whoa. college town. are yeah. we? Yeah,
4: catch a, Sh- a football game.
0: Jock time. Jock's gonna jock. Right, bro. Do you even podcast? Not when he's at his college. Not funny. Not funny. Not funny. Uh, again, <laughs> thanks to Jimmy McPike. It was. It was him. It was because of him that I like started recording stuff because it was just nice to have someone there. And he you were had scared ideas. Yeah. a little bit. I was a little scared. I was a little. You know. Oh shit. But it's nice to have someone else there, so he did a good job. Okay, let's do some news from the nation. It's time for news from the nation. It's time for news from the nation. Delicious. Jess Rivera checking in uh, comments on our last episode where we reviewed The Joker with Matt Delhauer. Nice, lengthy, in-depth review. We talked about our experiences in the theater. He has his, and I had to share this. It's kind of crazy. Jess says, you guys talked about your experience. My screening Thursday night had a middle-aged guy by himself in the front row. He kept checking his phone. And a guy in his aisle yelled, would you fucking stop? The guy responds with yelling something like there's already been multiple shootings at theaters. From my view, I could see him copy and paste the same text message over and over. He started bugging out and doing shit with his friends. Half the people in my row got freaked out and left. Three guards surrounded him from all around and told the guy he's got to chill out. One guard remained in the theater staring right at him from the end of the aisle for the whole rest of the movie, definitely felt the adrenaline pumping and have never experienced something like that in a movie. Oh, shit. I've heard this from lots of people, is that all the fucking hype and media bullshit really kind of enhanced the viewing experience. Some people... Well, that,
4: that's not even media. That's just a weird motherfucker in the thing. That is
2: a weird motherfucker, but, like, everyone has a story about... I think that that, that dude wouldn't even notice that dude... If, if it was any other movie. Yeah. yeah.
4: I think so. I, I I always notice, though, when people pull out their phone. That's one of the most annoying things for me now. Like I in think. the middle it of a movie. It is annoying, but yeah. it
2: happens every time. It always it's happens. always some yeah. douche. Well, I mean. It's always one of you douches. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> I don't. I usually. I don't see it too much. But, yeah. I mean, it's dark. It's going to be distracting. You're going to notice it right away. But, man, I don't know. Uh, yeah. this. Uh, it's a tense viewing. Uh, something that uh, may, maybe you won't experience if you see it later. But it definitely makes the movie a little more memorable. Uh, And then Steve Baum emailing us saying, hey, guys, real quick, with the who did it better argument, I think it's Joaquin without a doubt. Now, I don't think it's as simple as Heath versus Joaquin. Their characters are so different, but both amazing. However, I think if it came down to it, more actors could successfully pull off Ledger's version successfully than could Phoenix's. So, he is number one to me. Thanks, Steve Baum. I thought that's interesting argument
2: there. What do you guys think? Well, I don't know. <laughs> I still <laughs> I think... Mean, uh, well, I don't know. <laughs> uh, Ledger is one kind of version of the character throughout the film. Yeah. And um, Joaquin Phoenix is going through ranges of emotions that, that change a lot. So... I don't know. It's, maybe it's a little harder to do what Joaquin Phoenix did. He I carried t- the whole movie. Yes,
4: I could see that point. I, I think Steve makes a good point. I think you can make counterpoints to that, but I would, I would, I could see his point of view of of Ledger pulling off a version that's a little more simpler than what Phoenix had to pull off. So,
2: well, it's simple now that we've seen right. it. Right, right. Like you lick your lips a lot. <laughs>
4: Yeah, I mean, no. no one. But at the yeah, at the time, no one thought to play Joker as having a nervous tick and yeah, you um, know all, all the all the stuff that he had added to that character.
2: It's pretty genius when you think about yeah. what he did. Each actor
4: kind of made it the joke. It made it. They made the character feel like the Joker, but yeah. also added their own little and went in little a little diff- different way. It, yeah.
0: yeah. Uh, I mean, yeah, Phoenix clearly carrying the whole movie, and still amazing that he could do something different. Uh, than previous jokers So thanks, Steve, for the feedback. I still the want to see a,
4: someone pull back the uh, painting your mustache white. That's that's all. Oh, I'll the Caesar
0: Romero Joker. Yeah. Yeah, I think
4: you could pull that off. Yeah, just so no one notices. It. Yeah, just dude. A white and
0: he was uh, he's a Latino. We had a Latino Joker way back in the sixties. Nobody said shit. They were woke back then. Yeah, there was no the mm-hmm. outrage. Where was your outrage back then? <laughs> Sending in letters. Nobody gave a fuck. To the TV studios. You think they got letters? No, nobody cared. Uh, Lee- probably
2: got <laughs> well listen When you're making a fucking Batman show That doesn't resemble Batman in any way Yes And it's like all played for comedy That's just kind of for kids so, y- Yeah, I still love it
0: Still love that show uh, Lisa Morrison has a review Quick thoughts on a new movie She writes Steve and I Saw Jay and Silent Bob reboot last night He's a huge Kevin Smith fan Me I find his stuff hit or miss But I have to say I liked it if you're a fan of Clerks, Mallrats, Dogma, and/or Jay and Silent Bob Strike Back, I rec- recommend checking it out sometime. Definitely a good laugh or two to be had. Uh, the movie is doing like this weird fathom events thing. Like, I don't know when it comes out wide. It's just it's play it played on the 15th and on the 17th, and then he's going on a tour. It's at 64 percent with just 11 reviews. But look, I, I I'm probably gonna check it out. I love new Kevin Smith stuff, and it's
2: been a while. Uh, That's your boy. I mean, he's your idol. I mean, they, I'll enjoy this from the comfort of my own home
0: oh you'll wait you <laughs> you'll wait yeah I mean clerks reminds me of going to art school in the 90s and like it's very connected to
2: my life that time I feel like a 50 year old Kevin Smith yeah. um, it's, I, yeah. it, it's, it's it's not the voice right that I, that uh that was fresh and is and, he still the voice of defiant? our our generation as he was then I mean you know, he. I'm the same like generation as him, pretty yeah, much. Yeah, like, yeah, I don't know. We're like, I don't know. We're we're died out. We're done. I mean, so, he, uh, they
0: announced they're making Clerks three, also. So I don't know if that's
2: I, necessary. I, my, I, I think I've said this
4: before, but I, I feel like Kevin Smith isn't the. I don't like that he's. If I don't think he is the voice of like the nerd culture anymore. I think being a nerd doesn't mean you have to be what he kind of represents, and he's a, he seems like a great guy. Yeah, but you know, he kind of represents like the the old school way. The, the, yeah, like the dude that was sitting in his mom's basement and like was always kind of picked on, and now it seems like you see mainstream artists, yeah. athletes all the time Man. incorporating like superhero things in their in their stuff. Like it's it's become much more ingrained in terms of mainstream culture.
0: It, you know what? It's funny because it kind of went from him. And his whole look and deal to, like, a Chris Hardwick whole look and deal. And then he kind of took over the mantle. Uh, I think it's even past Chris
2: and now Hardwick. Now it is absolutely no. past oh, he, Chris Hardwick. Yes. Now it's like, who, who the hell knows? Who's?
0: Uh, right. I
4: mean, now it's like, you know, I mean, you, you just look at the, the names of the actors and actresses yeah. that play these roles. Yeah. And you're like, what? Never would have thought. Yeah, I like, never would have thought you'd be in a movie like that.
0: Robert Redford. But I am also very interested to see uh, Kevin. what Kevin Smith, where his sensibilities are now and whether this movie delivers on some fun laughs. And, you know, Muse is great, and they're great together. So I, the trailer did not get me. I said that when we watched it, but, uh, but I just I don't know when it comes out. It's kind of confusing. So uh, before we get to the Felty League update, Ruggs, you want to do some quick reviews on uh, uh, Netflix stuff?
2: What do you think? I didn't watch. Uh, I only watched El Camino.
0: So real quick, El Camino Finally came out. Everybody's watching it this week. Anthony, you never yeah. watched Breaking Bad. I never did. No. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
4: One day, one
0: day. I, I guess uh, you're probably not going to get the, a lot of the movie. It's
2: uh, if you've <laughs> not seen the Breaking Bad. But Ruggs, what'd you think of El Camino? It was fine. Yeah, I wasn't like, I was like, all right, that's a nice little way to end the that story. And uh, it was interesting to see stuff that we missed. And basically, that's what it was. It was kind of like a missing piece.
0: It was like two bonus episodes of Breaking Bad yeah. put together. Had the same great Breaking Bad uh, tension and crime shit, and some great scenes and right. great cameos, uh, great flashbacks. Uh, it but didn't yeah. feel like a movie
2: though. No, it didn't feel like you could watch it on a standalone. It's definitely not standalone. You can't. Yes, no, but you can. It is.
0: It adds another awesome chapter to you know one of the people's best ever TV
2: shows of all time. It's I mean, everybody did a great job yeah. on it. It was good to see familiar faces.
0: And it was neat that it picked up right where it left off instead of like having a big time jump.
2: You know? There was moments I was like, oh, this motherfucker's gonna get fucked big time. Yeah. And I was like, wait a minute, I know what happens to him. <laughs> Dick. But I mean I think the people <laughs> that
0: love the show are gonna watch it and they're gonna enjoy this. It's clearly the market, but yeah, as a standalone, it just feels like uh, you know, like two episodes of breaking Bad put together. But well yeah. done. Uh also I finished Raising Dion, the Michael B. Jordan Netflix show. Nine episodes based on a comic by Dennis Liu. Uh, and it's pretty good. It's all right. It, you don't love this series? I, uh, it's, I don't love this movie. I
2: love
4: this movie. <laughs> I'll
0: tell you why. Look, it, it the, there's a great mystery. There's great world building. It gets better as the, the episodes go on. And it's got a crazy ending. But the kid playing Dion... OK, he's about seven, eight years old. You know, no disrespect to child actors. I get it. He's a kid. He's not exactly the best actor. Maybe it was kind of a doing. He's you know how kids when they try to act, they just kind of scream everything. Yeah, that's what this kid is doing and throughout the whole show. So I get it. He's a kid. He's eight. And it's, if you're going to hang a show on a kid, yes, you be how about to you l- try a little bit harder to find cuz this literally what scene he shows up at a his friend's birthday party he has a present he goes over to the friend gives the present and he just he yells here's your present like that's the line I'm like why are you yelling that uh so the mom's hot she reminds me of Alicia Keys but the kid sometimes the kids acting really bugged me but I still
2: yeah I'm not going to give it a spin. I still would recommend it yeah. to get
0: to the end because the ending is crazy is
4: that the it's the show with uh michael b jordan michael b jordan is in a few scenes in a few episodes he did produce it i would need more than just your recommendation to go see it
2: Sorry i mean the nation about- yeah, the nation <laughs> recommending it is like
0: the nation <laughs> seemed to like it from
2: uh what i could All tell right, go fair, back and look fair. at that post look i gotta watch Watchmen. yes i gotta watch a bunch of other shit i don't know if it's gonna make the cut I, I mean again like i said it was okay like it's <laughs> it, it wasn't the greatest mainly because of the kid like unless someone's like yo you have to fucking watch this it's all fucking awesome
0: I, yeah i don't know it's got some fun superhero stuff it's got because when you said
2: did you watch the boys yet yeah and i was like no. See, I, was, I was right about that it wasn't it good. just you talking about it everybody's talking about it motherfuckers man. talking about the boys
0: uh, blue raising blue. Dion, it's like a 50-60% like recommendation. If you got time, you want some new comic book stuff, give it a spin. Uh, but spread the geekery. Spread the geekery. Speaking of which, we have a Felty League update.
2: Let's get to that.
6: Here's the
2: National Felty League update.
6: What's up, nerds? It's Chad Habert here with another edition of the National Felty League update. We're going to mix things up a little bit this Ooh. week instead of reading off the scoreboard. I'm gonna give you guys the standings for the league. We're kind of a little bit close to the halfway point for the season. We got two divisions: the Marvel division and the DC division. We'll start with the DC division because it's the weaker of the two right now. So tied at fifth place, last place is Chris Williams's Stark Raising Hazelnuts team. They're they've got a record of one and five, and they're tied with Byron Goff's Mouse Rat team, also with a record of one and five. Blake Braden's Gardner Minshew's mustache team has a record <laughs> of two Davis. and four. And then as tied at second place are Bill Mathis's Midtown High Tigers. They've got a record of three and three. And then the defending champ, Matthew Lawrence, Game of Thrones team, has lost three in a row oh, snap. to fall to second place in the oh, no. D.C. division. They've also got a record of three and three. And then leading the DC division is Ray O'Neal's Sinister Nine Team with a record of five and one. Going over to the Marvel division. At last place we've got Ray Swanson's Titan Snaps with a record of two and four. And then tied at fourth place, we've got Daniel Nosker's Raccoon City Rockets, they're three and three. We had another name change in the uh, National Felty League this week. Uh the incredibly sore loser, Jess Rivera oh, shit. is at fourth place. And he changed his team's name to Oklahoma still one laughing, crying emoji. <laughs> his record is three and three because he sucks. Oh, shit. And then at second place in the Marvel division, we've got another tie. Jose Gonzalez's breezy does it team is at four and two. And then my OJ's parole board team is also at four and two. And then leading the Marvel division Roberto Rivera's Felty Falcons are at five and one. That's it for this week's edition of the National Felty League Update.
4: Nerd! Just for some context, yeah, uh, the reason why Just Rivera's name is Oklahoma still one is uh-huh. Chaz is a big Texas fan, and uh-huh. they each played each other last week in football, Texas and yeah. Oklahoma. And yeah, obviously Oklahoma won. So. Oh God, just rubbing it in. Just rubbing it in.
0: Yeah, uh, I think he should go back to the name Anus Rising. Is that what it was? I don't no. remember. I don't know. That was a lot of sports talk. I blacked out for a bit. What happened? Oh, nothing. We're back on the show. We're back. Uh, last thing before we peace out, listener, rate us on Apple Podcasts if you live in the U.S. and you have an iOS device. We're trying to get to 200 ratings. How come we don't say this at the beginning of the show?
4: Because yeah, if if, no if, one's listening now.
0: If, uh, well, here's the thing. If you are a new listener <laughs> and I tell you right away to rate us when we haven't even heard the show. Uh, what's the incentive to rate us? You're a
4: sheep, and you're gonna do it. You
0: just do it because we told you. You don't even know yeah. you're rating.
4: Yeah, fuck maybe off. I'll
0: move this at the beginning. Yeah, <laughs> fuck everybody.
2: Give <laughs> <laughs> an announcement, Imran.
0: What is it? <laughs> That's it. Just rate us. I want to fuck up the Rotten Tomatoes tomato meter.
2: So if we get like another s- hundred people, we still at ninety-seven. By the way, yeah, we need like one hundred and three. Right, so one hundred and three people. <laughs> yes, to go on to. Their iTunes on their phone and give us ratings, yes. just some stars, just light up the stars. We could be on Rotten Tomatoes and there'll be a pull quote saying "Floppy John." Well, Duckboy says, "Floppy John." Don't
0: you want to see that on the Rotten Tomatoes website?
2: Yeah, uh, it would be amazing. Rat. <laughs> Don't you want to fuck up that whole system
0: oh, by uh, having? Listen, we'll give them uh, our honest opinion and uh, yeah. affect it whichever way, listener. Grab all your friends' devices, iOS devices if in the US, just pull up the podcast app, rate us, and leave a review. We will get there. It may take years, months, uh, days, years probably.
2: What's the deal with that? Like, you we're not like one person.
0: Uh, that I don't know how that's going to work. That's a good point. We have we'll, to we'll, we'll cross that bridge when we yes, get there. Yes, I think we'd have to
2: come up with a cumulative like rating
0: or something. Uh, and We'll just put it there. But let's get the ratings first. We'll figure that out later. Rugs,
2: where can the listener find you? You can find me on Twitter, where I just keep saying that Twitter's a cesspool. Yes, but I'm still there because that's where I belong in a cesspool. Yes, you can't leave the cesspool, and you can find me at in the cesspool at uh, really rugboy.
0: Uh, check out the show notes for this episode. com slash two nine six. It's going to have links to everything we talked about. Photos of me and boss logic together. You could check it out. You know, what's funny about the level of celebrity guys. So while I'm posting photos of me and boss logic and I'm all happy, he's posting photos of him with, Oh, you know, Tom Holland, Brie Larson, Brie Larson, Evan Feige yes, from Ace Comic Con because they were all there. Kit Harington hanging out. He
4: gets access to them while yes. your press pass gets access to I get to access to him. Boss Logic. So
0: in a way, I got to take a photo with Brie Larson and Tom Holland through three degrees of... By the way, he doesn't he look like Samuel Tarley next to Kit Harington in that one photo? Boss yeah. Logic, I think it's amazing. Uh, uh, show notes, Com slash 298 for all those fun photos. Spread the geekery. Tell a friend and so on and so forth grow this empire of stupidity thanks for listening to the jock and nerd podcast my name is Imran and
4: my name is Anthony he's the jock he's the nerd I'll peep you next time say hi to your mother, say to your mother
0: for me say hi to your mother for me
4: floppy jock excuse me while I change the water and fuck nasty's almost dish <laughs> that's fucking awesome yeah that's
6: really good